Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your proof daily NFT countdown. It's Blur Airdrop Day, free money coming to the DGENs. We will talk about that. But first, a quick market overview. Volumes were up a fair bit versus yesterday. Despite that, floors were down a touch. Uh, you can see basically over the past 35 days, it's been pretty much down only. Large cap index down about 16% since then. Yesterday, Moonbirds were up a little bit, offsetting the day before gains, while Doodles, V Friends, Bored Apes, all pretty weak. In the mid caps, again, a bit mixed, and that's because a kid called Beast continues to rage higher. Degen Tunes also had a strong day, while a lot of the really hot projects of recent, you know, Onchain Monkey, Kampai Pandas, were pretty weak yesterday. Uh, in terms of art projects, it was again Braindrops, you know, the AI projects at the top of the charts. A couple standouts here. One, Genesis by Claire Silver hit 11 ETH floor. Also, Life in West America, you know, just continues higher. And then Render Game, Renders Game, of course, at the top of this chart. That was the new Artblocks Present project that launched yesterday. Huge volumes. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Second story is Blur Airdrop. And I really think, you know, Blur Airdrop is really the focus for everybody. They've been giving these mis these boxes to people of different statuses. And I think a lot of people aren't really sure what that's going to mean. We will find out today. You will already have known this because we record this video a few hours before we release it. So the market already knows what this actually looks like. I wanted to dig into prior drops before. What this chart looks at is volumes over the past year and a half or so. And those pink bars are first the ENS drop, then the looks rare drop, and then ApeCoin drop. And you can see that after each of them, you saw liquidity pick up a bit more of volume in the marketplace. So, you know, I think it's reasonable to think that we were going to see that again with this Blur airdrop. Another thing that's interesting is if you look at the volumes of Blur compared to X2Y2 and looks rare, the volumes are just substantially higher over the past few months, really kind of winning that market share game. You know, obviously that's just on volume. If you look at fees that are being earned, those are much lower, but the market does seem to, you know, value the the volume, even though it's not fee generating. But even though, you know, looks rare and X2Y2 are not doing a whole lot of volume, they still have pretty massive market caps. You know, looks rare at $323 million, X2Y2 at $213 million. You know, with Blur doing so much more volume, you have to think that, you know, it's very reasonable to think that it's going to have a higher market cap, which would be a lot of liquidity into the ecosystem. In terms of where that liquidity could go, you know, who knows? It could go to any projects. I do think DGENs like to dump money back into NFTs. Uh, these are the projects that have done the most volume on Blur year to date. You know, Mutant Apes, Board Apes, really the Yuga at the top, but then all kind of the main PFP projects, Suzuki Doodles and others. So we'll be interesting to see how this plays out. My basic take is these market caps are derived from speculation. You know, there's no fee revenue right now that that's really going to the holders, at least not in that much size. You know, the fees are very small. Blur charges a 0% fee. So that'll also be interesting. Is Blur at some point can increase a fee to increase rewards to holders? I doubt it'll be imminent, but, but who knows? The other thing is those volume charts were enhanced by airdrop farming. Uh, I think we all know that at this point, but at the same time, you know, Blur does have a bunch of competitive advantages. People like that platform. Their fees are very low. Royalties are very low. Uh, so I think it's reasonable to expect the volumes and the excitement around the platform to continue. Story number three, Cosmo Dimidici donates NFTs to LACMA. Yeah, this is 
uh, I think really just an amazing story. Yeah, it was announced in many in many publications, but also a lot of really art specific publications that this donation was happening. It wasn't just crypto talking about it. You know, Cosimo said, with this gift, the goal is to bridge the worlds of on-chain art and contemporary art, which have existed pretty separately until now. If you look at the, he, he donated 22 NFTs, all, you know, very high value NFTs. This is just four of the ones I picked out. You know, his punk, yeah, the, his identity worth 850, 850 ETH was what he paid for it, probably worth more now. So that alone is over a million dollars. A ringer that he paid almost a hundred, almost a hundred ETH for, you know, this piece on the lower left by Pinder Van Armin, one by Claire Silver, you know, just tons of real grails that are going to this museum. Uh, and that's kind of a trend that we've seen across a, you know, really across the past couple of months, many museums have started taking in NFTs, both through donations, purchases, you know, donations from the artists, punk donations from Yuga Labs. And I think what we're really seeing is this goal of cementing NFTs as a real art form, basically in the contemporary art world. There was, of course, the Pompidou Center in Paris, uh, which recently announced the acquisition of a bunch of NFTs, including a crypto punk that was donated by Yuga Labs. And then the Institute of Contemporary Art in Miami. This is a photo I took when I was there over Art Basel. You know, of course, got donated this CryptoPunk, which they position on the wall right next to a Warhol. So all very exciting stuff for people who really believe in this movement, believe in NFTs, and want to see it recognized as a, as a more official real art form going forward. Story number four, an art blocks drop renders game by Mount Vesuvius. I normally don't talk about Artblocks Presents as a full chapter, but I really wanted to focus on it today, and I'll show you why. This is the art by Mount Vesuvius that was part of this collection. Now, the reason I want to focus on it is that the market cap of this has completely mooned. You know, if you look at all the other Presents projects, and remember, the Artblocks Curated Board picks the curated projects, you know, and those come out, you know, on average, maybe once every few weeks, there's going to be another one tomorrow, but the presents are the ones that are not selected by the curated board. So for one of these projects to have over a thousand ETH market cap is pretty unusual. You can see the prior nine have been around, you know, somewhere between 10 and a hundred ETH. Uh, the reason this one did so well is that the artist, Mount Vesuvius, is also the artist of the premier project, the Genesis project of GM Dow. GM Dow is another generative art project that has had seven, I believe, seven generative projects that have been released, very similar to Artblocks. And the one in the background called Mind the Gap is one by Mount Vesuvius, the artist here. You know, so he's a well-known artist. He's done very well in you know, his GM Dow project. So interesting to see him coming over into Artblocks. If you look at all the projects in GMDAO, you see that Mind the Gap has the highest market cap of all of them. So this really is the premier project from GMDAO. And Mind the Gap does have a slightly higher market cap than Render's Game, which was just launched yesterday. Of course, the floor price for Render's Game is a lot higher. It's just there's lower supply, something like a 3.5B floor versus Mind the Gap at 1.5. So if you do want his art, you want a cheaper price point, you can go for Mind the Gap. In terms of the statistics of this drop, there were 325 mints. The median price was 1.6 ETH. The floor is now 3.4 ETH. So the people who bought in made a lot of money, you know, he raised 548 ETH for Artblocks and the artists. And the top sale so far was at 9.99 ETH. That's the image here on the left. The one on the right was the second highest sale at 7 ETH. So overall, a pretty big success. This is kind of how the min went. Came out at 1.6. The sales went up really, really high, fell a little bit and then rose gradually over the course of the day. So congrats to the artist, congrats to anybody who got in early on that deal. You know, really a very successful mint, which is nice to see for Artblocks. And then lastly, I wanna talk about a few notable sales. 
The first is this one, Kid Called Beast at 50 ETH. You know, I saw this morning a Kid Called Beast sale went at 15 ETH and I was blown away. I was like, highest Kid Called Beast, Kid Called Beast sale ever. Turns out a couple minutes later, one sold for 50 ETH. So this is clearly a one of one. You can see that this project is just completely going vertical. It just keeps going higher and higher. We've talked about it a couple times. If you look at some of the other big sales in this project, that was the one I saw earlier, 15 ETH, that Angel, 13, 10.6, and 10. So only a few double digit sales, and then you have one at 50 ETH. So congrats to that project, just massive. This one is not a sale, but I wanted to talk about it. There's a 500 ETH loan that went against this board ape, this gold, this golden fur board ape. The borrower is going to have to pay back 509 ETH at the end of the month. So that's a 22% APR. Basically how it works, lender gives out 500 ETH. The borrower pays back 509 ETH at the end of the month. And if he does not pay that back, then the lender gets the gold fur ape. So why was the lender willing to do this? He either gets nine ETH over the course of the month, or if he gets the ape, you know, it should be pretty easy based on current conditions to sell that gold ape above 500 ETH, which is which is the collateral that here, which is the principle that, that is being borrowed. If you look at previous gold for sales over the course of the past year, you know, they've all been well above 500 ETH, 800, 800, 666. And then this crazy eye, which is one of the less attractive traits at 569 exactly a year ago. So pretty interesting to see someone put so much money against a gold ape collateral, probably a reasonable loan to give out. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is a bit different. I normally talk about sales at five ETH or higher, but I saw that this sale happened on foundation. It's called Post Real Zero Run by Reynisto. It was a 2.5 ETH sale. And the reason I think this is interesting is because Reynisto is the artist, of course, for Life of West America, which currently has a floor at 8 ETH. So this is a 500 NFT project, 8 ETH floor. You know, the, obviously this floor is completely going through the moon, but you have people who are seeing this, that this artist is becoming very, very hot. They're going in, they're putting in bids on his one of ones on foundation and getting access to his art at 2.5 ETH and lower prices. So interesting strategy. Go check out Foundation. See if there are artists you like who have worked selling for lower there. You've seen the same thing with Jack Butcher. You know, a couple of his one of ones have sold for prices well below at least where some of those some of those lower serial number checks were trading a few days ago before the prices came down a fair bit. That's all for me today. I hope you like this show. If you do like it, like it below. That really helps us. Tell your friends about it. Tweet about it. Tell them on Discord. All that stuff just really helps us grow our usership. Do subscribe to the channel. Do come back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow and every weekday. See you soon. Have a good day.